Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, for giving me utterance by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light, that our spirits would be strengthened, and that we would go from this place today encouraged in the Lord. And we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And last Sunday, I forgot we had communion Sunday in the first service. So I apologize for that. And uh, so we are definitely going to be having communion at the end of this morning's service. And uh, so if you were in the second service last Sunday, we had communion and I was reminded of it. So praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Jim Baker, for helping us with the communion. We'll be serving that up a little bit later. Last week, we began to talk about the goodness of God and how that we were seeing a correlation between the goodness of God and the fear of the Lord. Some of the things that we talked about is that we are to be rejoicing in His goodness as the saints of God and as the priests of God. So as a text today, I want to go back to Psalm 31 and notice with me in the 19th verse. Psalm 31 and verse 19. Great verse of scripture here. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those that fear thee or for those that reverence you. I believe it's the NLT says it this way. How great is the good is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. And then we looked at Psalms 34. And I want to go back to Psalms 34 in just a couple of verses. Verse uh, 9 of Psalm 34. And we'll look at verses 9 right on through verse 11. Psalms 34. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For there is no want to them that do what? Fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So there's the two things coupled together. The goodness of God, the fear of the Lord, and seeking God. We also discussed last Sunday morning that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then I quoted Ezra chapter 8 and verse 22, which says, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek Him. Do we have any seekers of the Lord this morning? Do we have any God chasers? As Thomas Tenney did a book years ago. Now in Psalm 34 and verse 11, once again we see this. Come, you children, hearken to me, hear with the, with the intent to do... And I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And then, of course, verse 12, it says, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? And then in verse 13, it talks about that we are to not only uh, keep our tongue from evil, but we are to keep our lips from speaking no guile. So if we want to see good, we must speak good. Speaking God's word is so so very important. Now, before that we dive into, if you would, the fear of the Lord, let me talk to you about the three types of fear that we see in the Word of God. Sometimes before you can discuss what something is, you've got to discover what it is not. First and foremost, when we're talking about the fear, there is this kind of fear that's kind of a, a formal fear or a false fear that is taught by man. And we can say it in this way, it's kind of a religious, gruff, legalistic fear. 
And Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 3 points out, uh, verse 13 points out very clearly what this kind of fear is all about. So in Isaiah the 29th chapter in verse 13 it says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of man. Another translation says, Their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by man. Many of you may come out of denominations where there was a lot of legalism and there was a lot of fear-based teaching and a lot of fear-based preaching. You know, God's going to get you for that. And you just, you just kind of go through life looking around your shoulder afraid of God. That is not the fear of the Lord. That is the fear that is taught by religious people. Amen? And what that does is it causes people to live in bondage. You know, our God's not a taskmaster. Our God's a good God. He's great and wonderful. Amen? And He loves us. Now, the second kind of fear we want to discuss is this devilish kind of fear. Now, many of you can quote 2 Timothy in 1.7, where it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we see in 2 Timothy 1.7 that there is a fear <coughs> that comes from an evil spirit. In other words, it is a devilish fear. I saw this quote earlier this morning, and I want to share it with you. And that is this, it is never safe to look into the future with eyes of fear. It is never safe to look into the future with eyes of fear. We understand that much of the fear that comes into our minds is based on something that hasn't happened yet or will never happen. This devilish kind of fear is tormenting. 1 John 4.17 says that fear has torment. Anybody ever gone through something about torment about something that never happened? Well, what does that teach us? That teaches us this and, and confirms the fact that the devil is a big fat liar. Amen? And we should become more persuaded about the truth than we are his lies. And what should we do with his lies? Once we recognize his lies, we need to slap them down. Casting down imagination, casting down all lies that come to the city of our soul and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Your life will go so much better if you will think on the Word of God. Think on the things that are pure. Think on the things that are lovely. And then if the enemy persists to bring torment, you just go into a strong resistance mode. By submitting yourself to God... And then resisting the devil. And as a result of you going into that resisting mode, amen, he will flee from you. He will run from you as in terror. Hallelujah. Amen. So star, stop assisting the devil by thinking his thoughts and start resisting the devil by thinking and speaking the good word of God. So there is a, a lot of 
fear in the world. The world is full. The atmosphere is full of fear. That's why it's so important that the atmosphere that you and I live and walk in is full of faith. Amen. By putting the word in our heart, by being in church, by getting some good praise CDs, and just filling your whole life up with great and good things. Amen? Amen. Now here's what Jesus said about what was going to go on in the world. He said that men's, men's will be swooping away or expiring with fear and dread and apprehension and expectation of those things that are coming on the world. How many of you know you cannot watch the news very long before fear tries to get a hold of you? Amen? And lies of the enemy. That's why we need to shut down media that does not produce faith and produce confidence in our life. The truth of the matter is this. When we get a revelation of how much God loves us, God is love. And the Bible says there is no fear in love. We could say it this way. There's no fear in God. And where does God live? God lives in me. So we could say it this way. There is no fear in me. There is no fear in me. But what happens is this. This perfect love that your father gives you, it casts fear out. It it, it dispels it. It turns it out of doors in your life. Amen? God's got you. He loves you. He's got a bright future for you. Come on, somebody. Therefore, we ought not to be yielding to this devilish fear of the future and live our life in confidence and boldness. Amen. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. And then let's talk about this third kind of fear, godly fear or the reverential fear of the Lord. To fear the Lord is to have respect for Him to the degree that you respect Him and you just obey Him and you do what He says to do in your life. You respect Him so much because of what He's done for you and because of what He's doing in you. You know, God's doing a work in us. Amen? Sometimes we can't always detect the work that He's doing in our lives, but say it with me, God's working. He's working. He's working, he's working, he's working. He's working in my life. He's working in our bodies. I mean, even right now as I speak to you, he's quickening bodies. He's working in your souls. Some of you may came in a little bit down. Glory to God. He's the glory and the lifter up of your head. He's working in our lives this morning. And that's something to be thankful for. Obeying him and respecting him. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, it says this, And now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And then you notice in verse 13, it says, To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes. And I love the end of this verse where it says, which I command thee, and for whose good is it for? It is for our good. Now, the greatest commandment that you and I have been given, and the greatest thing that we can walk in in life is walk in love. 
Jesus said, a new commandment I give it unto you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Amen. Understand this, that when you're walking in love, you're walking in God. When you're walking in love, you're keeping all of his commandments. Amen. And understand this, that God's love in you, walked in and lived out, will never fail. Say with me, love never fails. So we could say it this way. Keeping his commandments is for our good. Or walking in love is also for our good. Amen? And then Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 says this. Let us hear the whole conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Reverence God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man is to keep his commandments. To respect him. To say, Lord, you've done it all for me. I am your servant. I'm your son. What can I do for you? Amen? Speak to me, Lord, and I will obey what you say. Amen? Amen. Now, here's another thing that this kind of respect for the Lord will do for you. When you respect the Lord and reverence Him, when you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will begin to hate what He hates. Now, we know that we don't hate people. We are to love people. But I hate sickness and disease. I hate what I've seen it done to, to some of God's people. I hate what it did to some of my family members. I despise sickness and disease. I hate it with a passion. And that's okay to do that. Hating what he hates. Amen. The other thing I hate is I hate poverty. Because I see what poverty does to people. It just brings such despondency into their lives. It just brings such a sense of hopelessness. People just give up on life because of lack. I hate lack with a sin. I mean with a passion. (laughs) I was doing pretty good up until then. Hating what he hates. There's scripture about the Lord hates pride and the Lord hates arrogancy and all those things. And then in Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13, notice this with verse with me. It says here, uh, and we'll just wait till we can get there, Proverbs 8 verse 13. It says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy in the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. And then quickly go over to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6. Notice this. Here's what the fear of the Lord will do for you. Walking in an awareness of His presence in your life. It says in Proverbs 16.6, it says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from what? So walking in the fear of the Lord will motivate you to depart from evil. Walking in the fear of the Lord will enable you to restrain yourself from giving in to your flesh. How many of you know your flesh ain't saved? And your flesh will want to do some of the same things it did before your spirit was born again. But the Holy Spirit 
can bring such a consciousness of the presence of God in our life to where we fear Him and we reverence Him and we do not want to yield to anything or anyone that would belittle Christ in us. Amen? Say it with me. My flesh is being kept under by the power of God. Now, when we live a life of reverence for Him, we will also live a godly life. A godly life. I'm not talking about a religious life, but a godly life. Godliness has to do with having a continual awareness of God and living a life that is pleasing to Him. Amen? How many of you can do that? How many of you will do that? How about the rest of you? I'm persuaded of great things of you. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I choose to walk in the fear of the Lord, to walk in respect, and in great reverence for Him. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Notice this in verse 8. Great verse of Scripture. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. It says, For bodily exercise, that's not a dirty word, profiteth little. Now some people have taken that, well, you know, exercise profits little, so I'm not going to do anything about it. Well, I'll take the little that it profits. Because if I didn't exercise, I'd probably be about 300 pounds right now. For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness, what is it? Godliness is what? It's profitable unto all things. And notice the rest of the verse. Let's read it together. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. There, there is a double blessing for you to fear the Lord, to walk in godliness. It has a promise of the life that now is. I like what Brother Hagin says. The life that now is, is where I is right now. Right here in this present world. Oh, I'm telling you, there are benefits for walking in the fear of the Lord. In 1 Timothy 6, 8, it says this, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen? How many of you like profit? I mean, if you're, if you're a businessman or a businesswoman, you like to see a profit. You, you like to see increase. You don't want to see decrease. Amen? Well, godliness with contentment, the Bible says, brings gain in your life. You're interested in gaining, aren't you? I'm interested in this godliness profiting me right now. And I'm interested in this godliness and this reverential fear of the Lord profiting me in the life to come. So I want to share with you the benefits of walking in the fear of the Lord. Now, there's no question about whether God is good or not. We've already established that, right? But the question is, how much of His goodness are we going to experience? Amen? This, what I'm teaching you this morning, 
is a major key to experiencing more of His goodness in your life. Amen? So on the way out, after we have communion this morning, in a few moments, we're going to give you this little handout. And these are ten benefits that I see in the Word of God for walking in the fear of the Lord. And I want you to have a copy of this as you walk out today. So you ready to begin? We're going to go through these. Number one, angels encamp around you and deliver you. Angels encamp around you and deliver you. Look at Psalm 34, verse 7. Psalm 34, verse 7. I thank God for angels. I know my life has been spared many times by the goodness of God and by the angels of the Lord. I could go give you testimony after testimony. I should have been dead, but God gave his angels charge over me. And he's given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Let's read verse 7 together. The angel of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him and so your notes will say this you will experience deliverance and preservation from God the angels of God will surround you and protect you when you walk in the fear of the Lord you make a decision to walk in security amen number two days shall be added to your life Anybody interested in having more days? Yeah. All right. Well, Proverbs 10, 27. We'll look at that verse. And we're going to read that together. Ready? Read. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Number three. You will avoid the snares of death. You will avoid the snares of death. There are snares out there. And death will try to knock on your door. But notice with me in Proverbs 14, verse 27. I ask you, did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? You will avoid the snares of death. I love this. Let's read it together. Oh, that's good. Can we look at that in the Amplified Version? I, look at, I want to look at that in the Amplified. This is really, really good. Proverbs 14, 27. You will avoid the snares of death. Well, let me just read it to you. It says, Reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Number four. You will be satisfied and evil will not visit you. Evil will not visit you. Amen. Proverbs 19.23. Oh, this is great. This is a benefit. It's worth you walking in the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 19.23 says this, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it 
shall abide satisfied and he shall not be visited with what? Hallelujah. Look at that word, word abide. Another word for the word abide is live. He that walks in the fear of the Lord shall live satisfied. We could say it this way. He that fears the Lord shall live happy. Satisfied. Amen. And shall not be visited with evil. Number five. You will have riches, honor, and life as a reward. Proverbs 22 and verse 4 in the Amplified. Great, great verse of scripture here. You will have riches, honor, and life as a reward. It says, The reward of humility and the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is what? Woo! Riches and honor and life. Now, no one in this auditorium is, a poor, is opposed to having some riches. I mean, let's be honest about it. Life is not about accumulation of things, but it's okay to have things just so things don't have you. And the Bible says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Come on, somebody. And he gives you richly all things to enjoy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life and have it to the full in abundance until it overflows. Woo, hallelujah. Notice, riches and honor. The greatest honor that you you and I can have is God honoring us with His presence. I mean, every day of your life, living in the no-fear zone, Living in the no panic zone. Living in what Pastor Brenda was talking about, that great peace zone. Riches, honor, and life come from the fear of the Lord. You ready for some more? Number six, fearing God is your treasure. It is your treasure. I don't know that we have this up there on the screen, but it's Isaiah 33 and verse 6. And it is in the Amplified Version. Fearing God is our treasure. Amen. Isaiah 33, verse 6, Amplified. I just thought it would be good to go through these things this morning. So that our faith can be developed in fearing the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 33, 6 says, And there shall be stability. Where? In your times. Boy, if there's ever a time where we needed some stability, right now. it's right now. Amen. And there shall be stability in your times and abundance of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. The reverent fear and worship of the Lord is your treasure and it is his. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. To be stable, to have wisdom, to have knowledge is a great treasure. It is a great blessing. Now, I love this one in verse 7. Pastor, you just love them all. That's right. I love the word. (laughs) Number 7. You will receive revelations about the blessings of God that He's prepared for you. Amen? And that's found in Psalms 25 and verse 14. Psalms 25 and verse 14. How many of you know God's got some secrets He wants to reveal to us? When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you speak in divine secrets. 
Anybody need any direction? Like every day. Amen? God's got some things that he wants to open up to all of us. We don't know it all. We haven't seen it all. But how many of you are open for God to reveal more to you? Notice this verse. In Psalm 25, verse 14, I'm going to read it first of all from the King James, and you can keep that up there. It says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. Amen. Now let's read this together. Ready, read. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere, and worship Him, And he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep. We serve a covenant keeping God. Amen. Oh, let's pray this. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, show unto me your covenant. Reveal to me daily. It's deep inner meaning in Jesus name. And then number eight. It says, you will receive an abundance of His grace and mercy. Psalms 103, verse 11. Notice that with me. Psalms 103, verse 11 says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that what? Toward them that fear Him. And then in verse 13 of Psalm 103, it says this, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And then in verse 17, it says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto his children's children. And then number nine, you will receive divine wisdom as well as long life. Say with me, I will receive divine wisdom. As well as long life. Proverbs 9, verse 10 through 11. Great verse of scripture. Say with me, I will receive divine wisdom daily as well as long life. Proverbs 10, verse 9, uh, Proverbs 9, verse 10 and 11. We'll wait for it. Stand by. Let's read it together. The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning, the chief and choice part of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight and understanding. Verse 11. For by me, wisdom from God, your days will be multiplied. Now, if the years of your life are going to be increased is that great gain if the years of your life are going to be increased is that profit amen and then lastly before we receive communion this is so good because many of us have children many of us have have grandchildren some of you have spiritual children amen just include them in this your children and future generations will be blessed and you will experience financial blessings and prosperity. Shall I read it again? Your children 
and future generations, amen, will be blessed. Say it with me. My children and my future generations will be blessed. And you will experience financial blessings and prosperity. Amen. I just want to, to read the first three verses of Psalms 112 so you can pull it up in the King James Version. Psalms 112. And, and, and take this whole psalm and read it sometime today and apply it to your life and say, that's mine. This belongs to me. Verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. I think we should take a little praise break right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Let thy saints rejoice in his goodness. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed and empowered to prosper is the man that fears the Lord. That delighteth what? Delighteth greatly. You folks are delighting greatly in his word today. Nobody comes to service on a 9 a.m. time in the Bay Area unless they're sold out to Jesus. You're not just wanting to get in and out. This is not in and out burger. You're all in. You're in Christ. You're in the word. You're in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is in you. You delight to do the will of God. I prophesied over each and every one of you. You are delighting in his word. You're delighting in his commandments. You're delighting in the fear of the Lord. You are delighting yourself in the Lord. And he's given you the desires of your heart. Praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Hallelujah. That delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Say with me, my seed shall be mighty. Whoo! The spirit of might's coming on your kids. The spirit of might's coming on your grandchildren. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. And the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth, verse 3, this, is, this belongs to you now, guys. Hook on with it. Wealth and riches shall be in your house. And your righteousness is going to endure forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so walk in the paths of God's word. Walk in the fear of the Lord. And you will see good all the days of your life. I declare it over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, body, financially, family, every area of your life. Thank you, Father for quickening and bringing great, great blessing into each life represented here today. In Jesus' name.
Amen.